Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Grand and Group Presents The Lockbox. Brought to you by The Grand and Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team. And so, for those of you, we talked about it last week, formerly Arizona Real Estate Showcase. We combined our show, The Lockbox, and Arizona Real Estate Showcase into a video one. So, everybody gets to see us. Also, our incredible sponsor, uh, Brandon Hendricks' team at VIP Mortgage, and we have his awesome wife, Stephanie, here today. Hey, what's up, Steph? Excited to be here. It is exciting that you're here. You know, I think people are going to love you way more than Brandon. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of agree. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> hey, also, I'm going to brag for you a little bit, too. Uh, you are an accomplished author. Well, thank you. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, what, I did. Published my first book last year. It's called Meant for More? Meant for More. Yep. It's What's all about turning passion into purpose and designing the life you were made for. So it's personal development. So this works out great, especially being in the mortgage business, because you helped start Brandon's incredible team. Absolutely. Yeah, we spent over a decade building the team that it is now up to the volume that it's at. And then I, once it was able to, I was able to transition out and replace myself, I decided to pursue what I really wanted, which was writing the book and then taking that nationally and speaking to different corporations and associations. So how does that tie into the mortgages as far as helping you? Because you guys have helped us along with thousands of other realtors get right, stuff done. Right. I mean, I would say the way that it ties in, if that's what we're kind of looking for, is my speaking is specifically right now, my niche is the financial industry. So looking at uh, real estate associations, mortgage associations, and then financial planning, because I can bring all of that background, really resonate with that audience. But I focus primarily on sales psychology as well as leadership for your C-level executives. No, that's great. Especially right now in the time we're in, we're you put a house on the market, and it's probably sells for like $1,015 million over asking price, right? <laughs> so so how, do you, how, how can you help a new agent? How, I mean, really, you want to teach them. I understand that right now, like what you're saying, you, you list something and it's gone 20 minutes later. At least that's what it feels like right now in the real estate. Right. But that's not normal, right? We're going to return to business as it was before when inventory does go back up. And you're going to have to learn to sell. You're going to have to learn to resonate whether it's with the agent on the other side or whether it's with the clients. And that all comes down to psychology. There's so much behind it to taking control of the conversation and really positioning your, your pitch or, or pivoting in a way that they're going to understand what it is that you have to offer beyond what the competitors do. No, absolutely. So with all the new people coming into the market, and even some of the old timers that mm -hmm. are you know, professionals in this, there's room to grow. And that's kind of where you, you touch on that. I mean, there's things they miss. So, I mean, how are you, what are things they're missing these days? Are you saying real estate agents like right. them? Is that who we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, real estate agents, mortgage people. I think, you know, I think, and this could be for any industry, just, just to be frank, right? I think we're so used to this idea of, of a pitch and, and thinking that one pitch fits all. And that could not be more wrong. The way that you show up, like, and you probably know this firsthand, Jason, if you're meeting, let's say, with a husband and wife one evening, and then the next day you're meeting with um, a C-level executive, and the next day you're meeting with a blue-collar worker, right? You have all these different personalities, people with different experiences, different backgrounds. Please tell me if I'm wrong, but you are not showing up and having the same conversation with those three different people, right? No, that, you that, can't. Absolutely. You can't. There is a psychology behind the different ways that you phrase things, the different way that you approach people, even within your first sentence to a person, there's a psychology with whether you approach them with a question versus a statement. So that's the kind of stuff that just, it excites me. It's stuff that I've learned. I've tested for more than a decade and now use that to bring to corporations and associations to really help sales staff and directors with 
kind of building these secret, secret weapons, right, of how to actually connect, resonate, and sell. Correct, correct. And so your team has been doing great. I mean, you've helped a ton of people along the way get mortgages and stuff. What are you finding about pre-qualification these days, helping people that aren't necessarily ready to buy? Because you guys are notorious for putting somebody on a, a, a track saying, okay, you can't buy today, here's what you can do. So how are you using that psychology Right. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if psychology necessarily comes into play there, but it's just this principle that pre-qualification was important back then, so it's still important today. It, it'd be like if you don't pre-qualify, right, which for listeners, if they're not sure what that means, that's really just a conversation, can be done over the phone, right, 20, 30 minutes maybe, where you're just understanding, do I qualify? What are my assets, my, my income, my debts? What do those look like when I put those together? How much house can I afford Right. It's it's just understanding that before you go out with your realtor so that you know what you're shopping for. Absolutely. Like you don't you don't go buy, a, you know, a cart full of groceries and then show up and say, gosh, I don't know what's in my bank account, but I really hope this card swipes. It'd be the same concept. Right. But beyond that, it's a service to the client and especially to the real estate partner in saying that, hey, you can go out with confidence. You know what you even want to qualify for. Just because somebody qualifies, let's just say for a $450,000 house, right? Does that mean that their lifestyle is such that they should be buying four fifty? You know, maybe they like to travel a ton and they love to entertain. So maybe their price point is, is three twenty five. dollars Absolutely. So pre-qualifying is it's just as much as it is about qualifying. It's also about finding out what is a payment? How much house do I even want? What kind of payment do I want? What kind of programs are there? How much do I want to put down? Because you probably come across this all the time where people automatically assume from conversations maybe like with their parents, oh, I, I have to put down 20%, right? Like they don't understand. So it's, it's an educational conversation. No, yeah, absolutely right. And so, and then I think you'll agree with this. Every area in Arizona has a different personality. Oh, for sure, right? And so today, you know, we want to kind of, uh, we're going to go up north since we've close to 100 degrees already. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Let's go, let's go up north. So we've got some communities up there like Talking Rock and American Ranch. And these are places that you can't even get into unless you've been pre-qualified. Now, I don't want to make this sound like a regular you know, real estate type show. Get pre-qualified, you do this and that. <laughs> but so we're, we're talking houses that are you know, three, four, five million dollars. How do you handle your client on a pre-qual for that? Because a lot of them want a lot of confidentiality sure. and private. Well, and a pre-qualification is, is confidential, right? I mean, that's, you're, we're talking about you know, your biggest, darkest secrets, right? I mean, your income or your credit or how much you have in assets. I mean, so it's always confidential regardless of a 200 or a, or a 3 million, um, you know, but to your point, yeah, I mean, there is, there is psychology to that. You are going to approach the conversation probably differently, but at the end of the day, the guy that's buying 3 million versus 300,000 still needs to know what the payment is. He still needs to know where his money is being invested. And, you know, that is a different conversation with a higher price point. You know, you bring up a great point you know, you have different mentalities when you get to that price point where they don't necessarily want to tie up a lot of their liquid assets in the home. They would almost rather say, okay, do I, can I get away with just doing 10% down? Can I do 20% down? Those are all just part of, of educating the client and, say, and, you know, allowing them to figure out what they want to do with their assets. How much do I have to truly put down? So, so the bottom line for everyone listening out there is you need to be pre-qualified through VIP Mortgage, Brandon Hendricks fame, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So n- let me ask you, not to like change the subject, but yeah. with summertime coming because we are pushing 100 degrees already, where do you guys like to go for the summer? Ooh, we are leaving in less, I think it's two weeks, we're going to Maui. 
All right. So we're going to do a week in Maui. Um, and then probably, we love to just escape up north. Flagstaff is, I, I love, like my heart is in Flagstaff. And, and Prescott and, um, you know, all those areas up there, the Tri-City areas. I think it's because it's green. It is. It's green. I it's love it. 20, 30, sometimes 40 degrees cooler. So, and like some of the pictures you guys will see on the screen, American Ranch is this community. It's like um, stepping into maybe Montana. You have a big giant house and there's a lake right behind you. It's just awesome. That's you can walk around the corner and they have equine stalls so you can ride. Oh, you can ride. They like, you can like rent horses and. You can board your horses there. So they're not on your property, but they're on the property. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. So it's, it's really great. So. Now, we have uh, a really good special guest today. And uh, so this guy, Peter, Peter Sample. Hello. So he is a true transplant. So he moved from L.A. to the beautiful uh, city of Carefree, Arizona. You know where Carefree is at? I do. Isn't it great? It is. It's beautiful up so there. So everyone That's thinks right. it's like part of North Scottsdale. It's paradise. Well, I mean, they're just, it's different, right? It, it, oh, it's, it, Peter, is it different? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit further north and it's... Higher in altitude, it's a bit cooler up there than you, it is You have here. your own airport there, too, don't yeah, you? we have our own airport, just like Scottsdale. It's, uh, it's very nice. So when you were in L.A., I'm excited about what you did. I like bragging about it because it makes it look like I have cool friends. So what, what did you do while you lived in L.A.? I'm a sound mixer for television shows. What kind of shows? I do a lot of, uh, nowadays, sports stuff. I used to do entertainment stuff like American Idol. Fun. Yeah. Did you get to meet all the fun people? Yeah. A lot of fun people, a lot of famous people over so, the years. So what prompted you to move out of L.A. into this incredible state of Arizona? Well, it was really uh, just kind of a lifestyle-based decision. I, um, you know, after a while, it's like in Los Angeles, the traffic kind of wears on you, the expense of things. I, wanted, I got married, wanted to raise a family, wanted to buy a home, and I just didn't want to do that there. I didn't want to have a, you know, 1,200-square-foot home that was $800,000 on no land. And I wanted to get back here where, where I moved there from. So I, was, uh, I, was, I, was, I moved to California from Arizona. So, so uh, do, you, do you think it's a lot different? Than when I the, left? Than the lifestyle. I mean, so is oh, your lifestyle oh, yeah. totally yeah, different? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do consider Arizona to be basically paradise. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's my favorite state. You know, I'm fortunate enough to live in, in the state that I like the most. And then you brought, your wife, you brought your wife and daughter with you? Yes, absolutely. Well, I, we, we had our daughter here, but I, I did bring my wife with me. It was kind of, a, kind of a, a, and, and how does she an important it? part of it. Uh, it took her a while to get used to it, but she, you know, she loves it now. Yeah, we love your wife, too. We've met yeah, her a few she's, times. she's, she's wonderful. Awesome. My, my wife's wonderful. And, and Steph, you would actually like his wife. So she is a pharmaceutical rep, right? It, I, it, yeah, she works for Amgen Biotech, and uh, she's been doing that for... Uh, about 14 years. So one of the big things in Arizona that the other states, all, they all claim that their fame, oh, we've got this and that. We have everything here in Arizona. We've got movies, television shows being filmed. Mm -hmm. We've got yeah. uh, pharmaceutical companies. So yeah. we literally have every possible thing you can think of except natural disasters, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, luckily there, there's no earthquakes. But yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, it's, it's, this state has everything that, that anyone could want in it from lakes to skiing to a desert. I mean, you know, a lot of people think it's just a desert and it's hot here, but there are, there are varying climates in different parts of the state. There's something for everybody. How'd, how'd you pick Carefree? Carefree was kind of thrown out as a joke by some friends of ours who live in the city. They, we said, oh, we don't really want to live in town because coming from Los Angeles, he, he, we had had enough of that. And they said, oh, why don't you go check out Cave Creek, which is next to Carefree? 
And so we did, and we thought, this is amazing. Well, actually, when we went to Carefree uh, or Cave Creek, when we got there, it was during Bike Week, which is a, an interesting time up there where there's a lot of, for a week, there's a bunch of motorcycles, thousands of people on motorcycles come and they visit the town. And so it was, it was highly unusual when we pulled into town and we thought, what was it like Sturgis here? We thought it was a, it was a biker community, which it, it's, it's not, but it is for about a week. And uh, we just, we thought this is perfect. And our friends were, were very dismayed about that. But we said, yeah, well, that's where we want to live. Yeah, well, Carefree is awesome. So it's up here in North Scottsdale. So you've got Scottsdale, Cave Creek, Carefree. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, um, it's, a, it's a really a fluent neighborhood. Yeah, I mean... A lot the, of second and third homes. Yeah, I get, it's a, a lot of snowbirds, as they say. There's a lot of people that live there about half the year. And then so, you know, for, for half the year, it's, it's kind, of, kind of a ghost town in terms of, of the actual, like, real residents who, who spend 12 months a year there. So, Steph, the, uh, Peter has, loves Carefree so much. Yeah, you, you were going to do something. Were you talking to him earlier about what he's going to do? No. Carefree? What are you going to do in Carefree? Oh, I'm going to run for mayor of Carefree. Oh, I thought we that's, were kidding. That's what I'm going to do. No, we're no, no, really no. running no, no, for mayor. Yeah, that's oh, no we're, joke. We're doing this. It's actually no joke, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody else wants to run for mayor, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. So, so why, are you, why do you want to be the mayor of Carefree? Well, uh, what I'd like to do in, in Carefree is, is aesthetic and responsible development there, and I'd like to um, accurately represent the needs of the people that live there. Which isn't what we have going on right now. So you love Carefree so much that you do, do you want to see it change? Do you want to see it grow, or do you want to see it stay the same? I want to see. I want Carefree to stay Carefree, but there, there, there is, there is opportunity for development there, but it just needs to be done in the right way. And what about your family? How, are they respect, respective, receptive to this? Oh yeah, yeah. My wife supports me one hundred percent in all that I do. That's fantastic. Yeah, and isn't that great? Yeah, and my daughter's pretty cool, too. She's four years old, so she, she loves her dad. No, that's yeah. great. Steph, you live out uh, in the northern part of the valley as well. I do. I'm up in North Peoria. So a few years ago, there was nothing Mm-mm. out there. What are you, about 10 minutes to the lake? Yeah, if that, really. If that? Yeah, it's probably five miles, I want to say, up the road from us. But, yeah, it kind of has that, um, in, a, in a sense, it has that carefree vibe to it that you're on the outskirts of the city, as you referred to earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, it, but it is a very affluent area. It's it's new. It's beautiful, and you're so close to all the amenities that I think a lot of people move here for, right? And in having the lakes nearby or being a quick drive up the freeway to the snow in that season. No, oh, an hour and a half, absolutely. Right. You know, my my mother lives in Vistancia. Okay, which yep. I I didn't even know as Peoria went up that far north. But most of us yeah. didn't know that until yeah. Vistancia kept growing and kept going. <laughs> They're like, still we still works. have room to expand. And we're like, you've been saying this for 15 plus years now. It's yeah. unbelievable. But yeah, Vistancia is beautiful. Yeah, it's actually, it's very nice up there. Very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, so that poses the good question. People that are moving to Arizona, there's different personalities in every community, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got Peoria, which I, w- I would venture to say Peoria, while it's still very affluent, it's very family oriented. Very family oriented. I would compare it most to Scottsdale, honestly. And there's a ton of new restaurants up there. Tons. There's tons of stuff coming over. A lot of uh, bigger companies are finding that it can be supported very well by the demographic. And so they're starting to come. Now, that's one thing that Carefree does not have. You do not have corporations in there. Or your standard corporations. Well, we do now. We have uh, the Hilton Corporation now in the center of town, which oh, is a, the big a, hotel, a large hotel that's being built right now. So we will be having that. And there's there's also a resort there called Savannah, which uh, 
is kind of a larger outfit, but I, I don't know if you'd necessarily call it a major corporation, but it's a large facility. So it's still kind of a sleepy property. town. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a split kind of now. between The demographic's changing a little bit, but it's basically like young profession, younger, well, young professionals and retirees. So it's an, interesting, it's an interesting mix. Yeah, my team, the Grandin Group, Arizona's number one brother and sister real estate team, we, we do quite a bit up there. And uh, one thing that's weird about Care well, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's different about Carefree, is you have to go to the post office to get your mail. Wait, you don't have a mailbox? No. <laughs> what, what are you going to do as mayor? Are you going to give everyone a mailbox? I would be open to uh, giving the public the right to vote on such a, a, a proposal. Uh, it actually I like that great. response. That was really good. It is, he's ready. I think he's ready. But I, I honestly don't know if the public, if the uh, citizens of Carefree would enjoy such a thing. They, yeah. A lot of them enjoy going to the post office to pick up their mail. Well, there you go. I mean, if that's your outing, then, yeah. then great. I, I was just thinking busy mom, and I was like, how can we... Some put, people are more into it than others. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting, though. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. It is. Carefree is beautiful. They got some yeah. great restaurants, mm-hmm. fun stuff to do. Airports right there. You'll see these big celebrities fly their little plane in and park your PJ yeah. and go home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Peter, it was great having you on the show and stuff. Thanks I mean, for having me, Jason. I'm glad you're uh, Arizona now. And as oh, yeah, me always, too. Me too. Steph, great having the uh, Brandon Hendricks VIP team. I'm glad you're here today and stuff. And uh, I'm Jason Grandin with the Grandin Group. We will be seeing you guys at the next episode. Thanks for watching the Lockbox.